Thanks for tuning in to Daddy and Aiden. We wanted to let you know that this week we interviewed a very special guest that you probably know. I'm really excited for Blippi to be on my podcast too. Whoa! <laughs> Please share this show with all your friends so we can keep getting amazing guests. Remember, anything is possible. Welcome to Interviews with Daddy and Aiden! Here's the rundown. On this show, Aiden, who is four, and me, a father of two and a former CIA operations officer, we'll interview the coolest people and the most interesting professionals, and we will together see the world through the lens of a child's endless mind. Whether you're a kid or a parent, let's motivate young people and show them anything is possible. Welcome to Interviews with Daddy Ann. Aiden! Today, we have the super cool opportunity to speak with Don Alway, an FBI special agent and the current head of the Los Angeles field office of the FBI, also known as the assistant director in charge. So he is the head of the FBI office in Los Whoa. Angeles. Whoa! FBI LA supports almost 20 million residents across seven California counties. 20 million people, bud. He has served our country both in the U.S., in L.A., New York City, uh, Washington, D.C., and has also spent time serving our country in Iraq, Qatar, and many other countries as well. Uh, Don has overseen all FBI training for the entire FBI as the assistant director of the training division, including the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia. He was a mentor to the junior special agent program. Don is a father like me. He's a husband, and we so very much appreciate having you here on the show with Aiden and I. Aiden and Daddy. Oh, Daddy and Aiden. Daddy and Aiden. That's great. I love it. Yeah, so this is really like this whole idea in this show has kind of come about because as Aiden and I just go through life, he asks a lot of questions to a lot of people, and he's interested in, in so many different careers and different types of people. And we just we started to talk about doing this thing together where we would bring people together and interview them on the show. Right, bud? Yeah. And what is the, I'm curious at the very beginning, I'm going to ask Aiden a question instead of you, Don, but what does, what does the FBI mean to you? I know we talked about it even this morning and we watched videos yesterday. What does the FBI mean to you, mister? They catch bank robberies. They catch bank robberies. What else does the FBI do? They protect people. They do protect people. And what about investigations or solving mysteries and stuff like that? They solve mystery and they solve investigations. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of that stuff. And this guy that's taking the time to be with us today, <coughs> he's overseeing it all. He's the boss of all of the special agents and analysts and everything like that. So Who's again, analysts? Oh, you wanna you wanna ask Don that? Who's analysts? Yeah, so intelligence analysts are people that look at information and they try and find clues. And they give those clues to the agents who go out and use that to catch bad guys. In a sneaky way. Sometimes in a sneaky way, yeah. That's right. Sometimes what we do is we use undercover agents. What is, that? What is undercover agents? Undercover is when we don't tell people that we're with the FBI, that we have one of our FBI agents who's a good guy, but go into groups of bad guys pretending so we can learn about them 
find out more information and then catch them. I really want to play an FBI game. What would be an FBI yeah. game? What would be an FBI game? How would we do that? If you be the monkey and I'm to be the FBI. We could do that. We could do that later today. I actually was wondering when he said that the bad guy has to come out of the bank with their hands up. I was wondering if you know, how do you think they would do that? What would it be if you were coming out of a bank with your hands up? You want to show me? What do you think it would be? Oh, wait, wait. Let me, let me do this. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly what we would want them to do. Why? Well, because then when their hands are up in the air, we know they don't have anything dangerous. I'm a little bit scared. Yeah. I'm not scared. It's okay to be scared of some of that stuff a little bit because that's like, you know how even fire firefighters, they wear PPE, right? Mm -hmm. To keep themselves safe from a fire. Mm -hmm. And sometimes special agents from FBI or from SWAT team, they wear different type of PPE. Oh, oh yeah. And do you work with SWAT teams? Yes. So, so we have a big, big SWAT team here with 60, 60 agents. So each of, the, each of our SWAT team, the agents that are on our SWAT team, they get special training, special equipment, special radios and cars, and they go out every time that there's a need, they go out together and they meet up. Yep. And why, why do they not go out at one time in well, such the whole city? They come from all over, right? We have a very big territory, a lot of places that we have FBI agents working. So when we, we make the call for everybody to come, they drive from all over different parts of Southern California, maybe from Ventura, Long Beach, Orange County, and they all come together wherever the problem is. Do you have any glass breaker hammers? We do. So we have special tools that are used to get into doors that are locked. So even if a door is locked, if bad guys are inside and they put things in front of the doors and put big steel uh, gates in front of their door, we have special tools to break those off so that we can get inside and capture the bad guys. Well, how? Well, because they're special in that they're very strong. Um, they kind of operate almost like a big screwdriver. So if you think if you took a big screwdriver and put it between two pieces of wood, you could you could push those two pieces of wood apart. So we have big things like that that have very sharp ends on them that can break glass and open doors and help our get inside so that they can be safe and that they can capture the bad guys without hurting them. Can they break steel? They can. They can break through locks and steel. Can and we they break through lava? Uh, probably not because lava is pretty pretty dangerous. So I don't think any bad guys would be hiding in lava because they'd probably be burned, right? Yeah. That would be a bad place for a bad guy to hang out, I think, in, yeah. lava, in a lava pit. But then the FBI wouldn't go in. Oh, that's true. That would be maybe a place that the FBI wouldn't exactly want to go to get them if they were in, in a pit of lava or something. So, so, maybe, so maybe you could use a lasso. Oh, a lasso that's to right. get them? A steel lasso. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have a special rope and throw it down and catch the bad guy and pull him out. Maybe we'd be saving them and catching them. Yeah. You could save them. And they, then they may be, wouldn't be a bad guy. Yeah, maybe sometimes they're sorry. And, right, if they do things to be nice and help people, then maybe they don't have to go to jail. Yeah. But what if they did something bad and did something quickly good? 
Yeah. So that's that's what we call the judge will then put all those things together and decide if they did some bad things and some good things. Should they just have to say they're sorry or do they have to go live in a jail for a little bit of time? And maybe not as much as if they didn't do any good things. Maybe they have to go for just a little while. Just maybe one hour. Maybe just one hour. But that's a really interesting thing because it's it's hard to... Oh, maybe if they stole one dollar, maybe one hour. See, one, one. Oh, one, one. One, one. Maybe we just ask them to give it back. Uh-huh. And say they're sorry. Uh, maybe, maybe you could trade. Maybe we could trade. Uh, what if they wanted money to buy something for their baby? Yeah, so sometimes people, when they do, if they steal things because they don't have any money and they need it for their babies, then oftentimes the judge will decide not to make them go to jail, but to say sorry and pay the money back that they that they took. But what if they give it back without paying it back? Yeah. They just hand it back? Uh-huh. Right. Then maybe the judge says all you have to do is say you're sorry. That's why this is such an important conversation to have because people can hopefully learn what's the right thing to do and what's not the right thing to do so that we can help I'm I'm learning to not steal so maybe I'm gonna live my life without a crime you're gonna live your life without a crime Uh that's a great idea that is great and what what do you want to say to other people to to people who are listening to this you want to tell them not to to do a crime please don't live your life with crime. Other people that are listening to this interview with Daddy and Aiden. Please don't live your life with a crime. Okay? Okay. I love it. Do you have any FBI dogs? We do. So we have a couple different kinds of dogs. You have a whole team of dogs? We have a few that are in different places all over the country. Different cities. And they get special training to find things. Uh, like what if they find a clue? Then they do certain, they make certain moves, like they scratch on the ground or they sit down and they tell us when something bad is there or something we're looking for is there. And they give us clues and then we go look. Or then in some cases, the dogs will tell us not to go somewhere because it's dangerous. And then we listen to the dogs. Like the dog of the judge, kind of. The dogs are, but many times the judge, the dogs are very good judge. Uh, they sometimes they know when something's good or bad, or dangerous or not, and they give us little clues. They make special barks, or they sit down, and they wait for us then to go do something and check it out. Like what does he do? But what if they saw a bad guy and they went and bit the bad guy? Well, sometimes they chase the bad guy and they, they don't want to bite people, but sometimes they do to catch them, especially if they're going to get away. Uh, but that's usually kind of dogs that police might have that go catch bad guys. We use our dogs to help um, find things. But like, what if they find a bad guy and it's one and like it going on a jetpack and we need to get it? A jetpack? Uh-huh. Love to have that. Maybe I can call it. <laughs> what? You would love to have a jetpack like you're talking about. Yeah, love to have that. Well, the, so the yeah, the dogs are very fast, so dogs can chase things really quickly. 
but maybe not if they have a jetpack. That's hard for a dog to get up in the air. Yeah, but it's interesting. But one thing real quick, because he was saying that there's different type of dogs. So maybe the police dogs are the ones that would go after and chase a criminal, right? And, and if someone, bite, m- maybe if they had to, like you said, if that was the only way to stop them, maybe they would do that. But the type of dogs that the FBI has are the dogs that are going to go and look for clues or sniff for stuff. And a lot of times, but you know what they do? They just, they sit down where they found something. So if they were looking for the smell of a bad guy, maybe, maybe some bad guy left behind a jacket in the bank and then the dog got to smell the jacket and see oh that's what that guy smells like and then the dog would go out and search for it and try to find the smell of that bad guy right but what if the smell was up in the air so their noses work really well so you know how when you come in if you come into a house and you know you can smell in the kitchen that someone's making a cake when a dog comes in, they can tell you what's inside the cake. They can smell the sugar and the egg and the flour. They can smell all those individual parts that you and I can't smell. So they're really good at smelling things in the air. But I can, I can know that cake has those things in it. I don't know how to smell it. I already know it. You already know, but the dog comes in a room, and they don't know it's there. They've never been in that house. And they still can smell all those things that would be inside a cake. Yep. That's how good their nose is. You want to show Don what you have here? FBI. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you can see it. Show. Oh, FBI. my goodness. FBI. An Aiden FBI jacket. You want to wear it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Aiden wanted to put this on. We actually had this before. We didn't even get this for this interview here. But Aiden has an FBI jacket. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll help you. But so you can hear what he's saying. I'll roll it up. That is so cool. It looks just like mine. Do you feel like a, like an FBI special agent now? Yeah. Dana, what do you think about being an FBI special agent? Do you... Do uh, um, are you fast? I'm a little bit fast. I'm really fast. You are? I know. My son, is, he's your age. He's really fast, too. So all the agents, they go back to Quantico, Virginia, where our academy is. It's a special school. And for 21 weeks, 21 Saturdays in a row, imagine that. They learn everything about the FBI. They learn how to catch back. 21 Saturdays. Yeah, it's a lot of Saturdays, right? Yep. They, they learn how to drive cars in special ways and make arrests. And they learn how to do, how to save people with medical training. So they take all kinds of classes to learn how to go out and protect people. So they learn how to drive cars in special ways, cool car maneuvers. Can you do tricks in cars? Sort of, but we do it so that our folks can be safer. So they learn how to avoid accidents. They learn how to chase people safely. And then they learn how to try and make sure that everything that we do is about protecting our own FBI agents and the citizens that are out on the street. And we got to be very careful when we drive fast. Uh, sometimes Dad does sports mode. <laughs> I do sports mode in the car. I do. I do sometimes sports mode. Yeah. But on, on big streets. Yeah. Big streets. Do you have, is, do you have a turbo button? No, no turbo button. We do have, we do have sports mode in the car. 
But, but but the kind of like a turbo button. It is kind of like a turbo yeah. button. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. But isn't that interesting? Because if a bad guy has a turbo button, then doesn't the FBI have to be able to keep up with them and try to stop them? Uh-huh. Yeah. What if they're driving at sports mode turbo speed, right? Then the FBI needs to be able to chase them. But what if they have a jetpack? I know it's really tough. Maybe I need to get jetpacks for all my people. That would be cool. You but, you, you should you should buy okay. jetpacks. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden says, get jetpacks. Right. Would you have FBI motorcycle? We have FBI planes and helicopters and drones and boats. Uh, we do have some motorcycles, but that's when, when we're trying to do special kind of things um, and catch bad guys. So we want to have motorcycles because the bad guys have motorcycles. But what, if, but what if um what if a motorcycle has a jetpack behind it and the motorcycle can fly? That's pretty cool, isn't it? That, that would be cool. But they have amazing stuff. I know you're very focused. You've never asked about jetpacks in your whole life, but now you're very focused on jetpacks. What do your kids think about what you do? Um, you know, they understand that it's like police work. That I was both mommy and daddy were both police before the FBI, so they know that. Our job is to go out and protect people. Yep, yep. And they are like they? The office. They what? They like coming into the office. I bet. Couldn't you tell us about the junior special agent program? Because I know you helped mentor that before. Yeah. So that's a program where we go and usually sixth graders, and they're in sixth grade, and they all start the year. They we swear them in. They take an oath of how they're going to behave. And they're committed to following the same rules as the FBI follows. But then we come in every week and we teach them about different parts of the FBI and what we do and who we are. They learn about things like the polygraph exam, right? People call it the lie detector machine. They learn about that, what we use it for. And then at the end of the class, at the end of the semester, they go through a graduation and they get credentials. They get a they get a card that says they're a junior special agent of the FBI. That's really, really cool. How do you do the lie detector test? So we use special m- measuring equipment that measures... He said, here. He said you use special measuring equipment. Special measure. equipment that, go, that measures how much you're breathing and your heart, how fast it's going, and uh, if you're sweating. And it has a way to then notice that if people are not telling the truth, that their body does things that they can't control. And so then it signals and it gets the, it goes into a machine and the machine tells us if somebody's lying or not. Well, what if somebody not lying? Well, sometimes we put the machine on their arms and around their chest and they're not lying. And so then, then we know that they were telling the truth. And that will be way better than lying. I never lie. It's always better. Yeah, better to tell the truth. How do you stop criminal bank robbers? Well, so we work with the banks. So banks keep all the money. And when bad guys and bad girls go in and, and take that money, that's not theirs. Then, but, they, but they could buy it if they wanted to, but they could. They, they don't. Yeah, 
That is possible, but sometimes they go and they steal money from the banks, and then we go in and we talk to the people in the bank, we find out what they look like, what kind of cars they have, how much money do they take, and then we go look for them. And then we we hopefully find them and bring them to jail and make them give the money back. What if we, you don't find them? Well, we keep looking. We always keep looking because sometimes they, they'll go to another bank and take more money and then go to another bank and take more money. So we have to catch them in order to stop them from stealing all this money. That, because they don't even need this. Well, they think they do, but they don't have, many times they don't have a job. They don't go to work like your daddy or I do. But, they take money that doesn't belong to them. But they don't really need money. How do they not need money? Because you earn money, you don't just... Yeah, you don't just take it. How would you feel if someone just took the money that was yours? How? How would you feel? Really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime someone gets robbed, they pick up the phone and they call. Do you know what number they call to get help? 911. That's right. Um, I hope my son knows that number. <laughs> so when you call 911, you get the police. And then the police, they start going to the bank to look for the bad guys. And they also call the FBI because we come out with, with all kinds of special things to but, get food. But what if we find a bad guy if there's a big bank robbery? Well, he's going to tell you about that because someone called 911. So let's pretend a bank robbery is happening and someone called 911. And now he's describing what's Don's describing what would happen after that phone call. So, yeah, yeah go ahead. So the police get the first call, the police in the in uniforms and cars with lights and sirens, they get the call first, and while they're going to the bank, they call the FBI. And then we come out with all kinds of special equipment and people and trucks. What if the person that the bad guy stole the money from found the bad guy? Yeah, so they should be very careful, right? That's why we have police and FBI. Because the people that get the money stolen from them, we call them victims. We want them to be safe. So we don't want them to go try and catch a bad guy by themselves. Yeah, but what if they find them by accident? Yeah, then they should definitely call the police and tell us everything that they see and everything they know because that helps us to catch the bad guys. But that's kind of good if they see the bad guy, not catch it. It is good. It is very good if they see the bad guys. You know what that's called? Being a good witness. Like if you see the, the bad guys and you can give that information to the FBI or to the police, then you're being a good witness. You're being able to say, you know, I saw that guy. He wore glasses and had a black sweatshirt on. Uh, he was carrying a backpack with money spilling out of it all over the sidewalk. There was just $20 bills everywhere. Like uh oh I didn't steal my money. I I earned it from finding the Ozzy Coleman. I got a twenty dollar bill. Wow! I love it. Are you saving it? Yeah. Good. I'm saving it. I didn't. I have a bank account for that. So the FBI is coming, and nine one one is called. How does that all work when the, let's say the bank robber is still inside of the bank, right? What if he's not outside yet? You know, the bank robber is in the bank. What happens then? 
when people get there? You said they're bringing tools and different trucks and all yeah. of this stuff to to the robbery or to the bank robbery. So we 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 put all our people around the bank, and we call into the bank and we ask the the bad guys to come out and How? render. How? Through their through a phone that they have inside the bank, and we call inside and we ask the the robbers to come outside with their hands up in the air and give up. And we wait and we make sure that our, whole, our number one, what we want to do more than anything is to protect the people that are inside the bank. The bank. And we, second, we want the bugger to give up. That's right. But first, we want to protect everybody yeah. and keep them safe. Yeah. Not the first one, but the other one, you really need to make the bugger give up. Yep. Right. That's right. We do that when we call negotiation. I love negotiating, but not arguing. That's right. Do you negotiate for your bedtime? No. What do you negotiate for? Lego sets. Lego sets, yeah. That my son negotiates for bedtime. Doesn't Oh, he doesn't want to go to bed. He negotiates on the, the time of bed. And my daughter. Uh-huh. So you negotiate on Legos, and his kids negotiate on, on bedtime. Oh, because maybe they want to play with Legos. Oh. That's a good idea. Maybe I will use that part of my negotiation. <laughs> what? Do, can you, do you have a picture of a fingerprint? I wish I did. Um, I can find one for you. But um, we come in, and everybody on every finger... You have very special little grooves on your finger. You can see them with your eyes, and they're special just for you. No one else in the whole world has the same fingerprints as you. What? Yeah, they're just for you. And when you push down on a table or a piece of plastic or your phone or even the computer screen, it leaves a little mark from the oil on your finger and and on your fingertip, and and it moves on to the glass. And then we can go find that fingerprint, right? You see? You see it? On here? Look, you see that? There's your fingerprint. And that's only your fingerprint. No other fingerprint in the whole world, anybody that's ever lived, has the same fingerprint as you. So no one that's ever lived. Don, it is. It's been a treat to talk to you. Thank you, Aiden. <laughs> it has been a treat to get to talk to you. Um, just one thing, it's it's the idea of this podcast is so that Aiden can sit and be talking to amazing people. And this is an amazing conversation to get to talk to literally the head of FBI's office in Los Angeles. So Don, thank you so much for your time. I know cool. you have a busy day with lots of lots of very important things and investigations and maybe bank robberies and all the stuff that we talked about going on. Yeah. Uh, but he took the time to sit here with you. So can you say a big thank you so much to Don? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was good. Very welcome, Aiden. Maybe someday you can meet my son because you guys are the same age. What? Wait, ask him to say it again. Did you hear what he said? Oh, you the same. Um, I'm four and a half. Yeah, my son is four and a half. So Don, thank you again so very much. Well, we we really appreciate your time and have a, a good rest of the day. Say bye, Don. Bye, Don. Thank you. See you later. Thanks for listening, and remember, let's inspire our children each and every day. To help spread the word, please subscribe, review, and share this podcast with other parents. And 
on the kid. Very good.